Welcome to another installment of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler, and in this episode, we're going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest. Turn up the volume, listen, learn, and laugh. I'm super excited to have Duncan Trussell. Hi. Hi, sitting in this podcast with me. We could pretend and I could say we're at the comedy store, but we're actually at my home. At your home today, which is pretty amazing. So if I gave you some credits, like millions of them, what besides the Duncan Trussell family hour? Yes. You've also done Mad TV. You've done a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. What would you say is your favorite credit if you had to? Yeah. Well, you know, the I, I guess favorite credit, the favorite show I've ever been on is Drunk History because you get to that you just get drunk and you ramble. And that's oh, one of my favorite pastimes. So that's really cool. But as far as uh, like uh, shows that have had like a, an impact as far as like uh, on, on me or on bringing people to my podcast, it's yep. the Joe Rogan experience because okay. his podcast has become this insanely popular thing. I mean, it's, I, 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 he's, it's like, I don't know what it's not. You can't even compare it to anything. Yeah. It's this like strange global phenomena that just started as 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 us like just just yapping together. Yeah, and and I don't know that anyone expected it to do what it did. Well, I would say probably between the two of you, there's like a lot of knowledge, mm. right? I mean, you both are well read, and you're both like have a lot of life experience that other people might not have had. Mm. And you're also curious. <laughs> yeah. Curious. And a lot of people aren't curious. R what do you think that is? Why do you think people aren't curious? Uh, because I think if we get too curious, then we have to be responsible or we have to d take different action or we actually might have to admit that we're not, uh, walking, walking the talk or that mm. like there's something where, Oh, I might have to make an adjustment. So I guess, uh, the uh, what's the opposite of curiosity? Um, uh, self-containment. I don't like. Is it ignore? Is it? Is it's it almost ignoring it. It's like you know, like when somebody says, "How are you doing?" and you say, "Oh yeah, I'm great." Or if you go, "Well, actually, yeah, no, just stop with I'm great. Mm. I'm not that curious. Mm. I don't really want to know how you're doing because right. I would actually have to stop and care." Right. So please just say you're fine and we'll all do our niceties and move on. Right. Then I don't have to take any responsibility. Right. So, so, okay. Yeah. So like, so people, uh, many people maybe are just walking around in an, in a, in a condition of, of ign ignoring what's around them. Right. Because they're afraid to be curious. Yeah. Cause curiosity has attached to it some kind of potential, uh, I guess for them a potential like catastrophic quality to it almost like if i actually look at at my situation right as it is right now there's some potential for me to feel bad you might think oh my god i've been spending all my money on credit cards and now i have to look at the fact that i've got fifty thousand dollars worth of credit card debt no yes. way to pay it yes yes right and um yeah it's just it's um but the other thing too like, this is one thing I've noticed, like I've learned about myself for the longest time. I used to be one thing that I love and hate about comics is they'll cross a line, right? They'll say whatever's on their mind. I was afraid to cross the line sometimes or say what I thought because somebody might call me out or somebody might make an observation about me. And so I, most of my life was fear-based. Everything yes. was like life or death. 
um, for a long time. And so if I actually ask a question and then we get into a real conversation, I might be exposed or I might be Mm. judged. And Mm. so I just kept, I don't want to be curious just because it's like somebody standing in front of a mirror Mm -hmm. But wearing like a blanket over their whole body. Right. And being afraid to like pull the blanket back a little bit to see what their face actually looked like. Yeah. You were afraid that you would see the reflection of yourself in and yeah. in, in be exposed in some way. Yeah. And for a good portion of my life, everything was, I got to stay hidden. You have to stay hidden. Got to yeah. stay hidden. And, and I think, yeah. That's, so what were you hiding behind? Um... What was I hiding behind? Yeah. Or hiding from like hiding behind. I could like with comedy, I could hide behind the microphone. I could say nasty things or mean things and mm-hmm. then go, I'm just kidding. Oh, Cause I, I couldn't see. say it in real life. Right. I see. So for me, like, yeah, I would hide behind or I'll hide behind the fact, Oh, he's a really nice guy. Um, oh, right. I can that's just, a good one. I can just be the nice guy. So don't do anything or cross a line. Right. So I think that was a place where, oh, my, or even in comedy. Oh, People think I'm funny. I better stop this, <laughs> right? Because they might get to know me. Oh, I see. Right. That's so exhausting. It is exhausting. Thankfully, I've put that behind me for the most part. But, How? Um, just a lot of self-work and starting to own the places where I'm not a nice person mm. or where I have judgments or just starting to be truthful and saying, yeah, this is me. I'm not perfect. Right. Uh, this is how I'm going to show up. You don't have to like it. Um, and that's okay. Right. That's liberating. It, it's, it is because I, for so long it was, <gasps> well, I mean, what's that movie? The man in the iron mask. Yeah. And this poor bastard. I think they used to do that to people. They would literally lock an iron freaking helmet to your head. Right. And, and you, and you would just have this And some, sometimes they put rats in it if they wanted to kill you, but they would like, so people would just have this, like, oh, it's an awful torture device. And, yeah, I, I think sometimes it does seem that people have become th- somewhat trapped within an iron mask that they made themselves and right. locked themselves. And then they, 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 they just forgot the key to unlock the things in their pocket. And they went around with this heavy iron mask on for so many years. And how exhausting. It is. And that's and knowing and you know what? And probably on some level, they know the keys in their pocket. And it's still scary to get the key. Right. Right. But to find the key, you'd have to be a little curious. You'd have to be curious. Yeah. You'd have to wonder, is this, do I really need to have this fucking mask on all the time? Exactly. Is this who I am? Right. Is this, there would need to be that sort of questioning sense of what am I really? Yeah. And with all the social media right now, everybody's presenting, right? We're back to presenting. Look at the amazing meal I had. Look at the amazing uh, trip right. I had. See how well, and I get to go edit all the mistakes and I get to edit out the photo where I look a little uh, bloated yeah. and I can take off the burned piece of toast yeah. and, and look how amazing my life is. Yeah. I'm lonely as hell, but look, it looks really good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that, so it's almost like right now in, in technology or in social media, we're in, at a kind of masquerade. I think so. And everyone has put on a kind of mask that looks the way they think other people want them to look. That's right. And they're and they're wearing the masks. And the reason behind that is actually really sweet, isn't it? Yeah. 
They just want to be liked. They just want to be liked. They want to be accepted. They, and I think that's what almost everybody just wants. Really? Yeah. I mean, I work with people that are multimillionaires, billionaires, and it's the same story. It, yeah, they have more money in the bank, but they just want people to like them. They just want to be able to show up and bring what they have, or they just want to have an impact. Or you know, they How just, would you sum it up what they want? Is it possible to is – it, is it too reductive to sum up, oh, this is actually just what people want? You know, I've, I've heard that what people want is love. I think that people want to know that they matter and that they have impact. Mm. And I think that's what, I think that's what a lot of people are longing for is, do I really matter? Will somebody care if I disappear? Yeah. Right. And to, to, to know that you matter first, you would have to know what you are. Right. And before you like the, in between that, if you don't know what you are, if you've gotten caught up in this mask that you've been wearing, right. Then you might really have a sense of fraudulence, wouldn't you? Because yeah, absolutely. even if you had forgotten kind of that you were wearing a mask, you might always go around with a kind of sense of like, boy, am I really putting on a show here? Right. Yeah. I'm at a masquerade, but it's a masquerade where everyone has amnesia. Right. And I think we all want to be a better version of ourselves. And so we keep trying to present it as if, instead of actually just trusting that we are the best version of ourselves in this moment. In this case, it would be compared to, in the masquerade case, it'd be compared to people adding additional layers of paint to their mask. Mm -hmm. So, and then what would be weird about that is that if there were within this crazy amnesic masquerade where everyone had forgotten they were wearing a mask, you would begin to see certain masks were more in fashion than other masks. Right. And then what you might see is that suddenly uh, everyone began to like paint their masks according to what they thought was the mask that was the most desired That's at the right. masquerade. Right. And so now suddenly you would start seeing the very strangest thing, which is that the masks themselves would begin to change. Right. And so then, or maybe people would start selling masks. Maybe there would be a little vendor that's like, wait, is the more popular mask. You can have it for free yeah. or for less. And then they're putting masks upon masks yeah. upon masks. And now you just end up as uh, walking around people who have almost like sedimentary layers of masks uh, on, on them. And that would get so heavy. Think yeah. of all how I, just have wearing one mask is uncomfortable, right. but three many, or four oh, or five. God, yeah, it's too. And I think that's, especially in this country, I think we do that. Like, and especially around money or success or look how, you know, like all my success, here's my list. You should be impressed. Here's my list. And I mean, we literally do it. Everyone wears clothes. Yeah. You can't take your clothes off in public or you go to jail. Yeah. In this country, pretty much. Clothes are just a mask for your body. They are. In fact, the strange situation is that almost the entirety of our body is covered with a kind of mask, but our faces are naked. Right. Everyone walks around with a naked face. Or with sunglasses, right? You oh, ever that, notice? Yeah, there you go. You're more confident with sunglasses because yeah. they can't see your eyes. That's right. They can't yeah. see your soul. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you might blast some sunglasses, some nice Warby Parkers, Yeah. perhaps, you know? So in my case, I wear a beard and there a you hat, you know? And, and somehow in that, I feel a little bit more comfortable yeah. instead of being like, but my God, if I am naked, 
right physically naked it's a, it's a even though this is the fundamental condition of a human being right it it there's within it a sense of yeah insecurity <gasps> yeah insecurity shame right vulnerability yeah feeling yeah there's just a feeling like anybody could just do this if you had if you have if you want to do really just weird yourself out all you have to do is take your clothes off and sit down yeah. and not move for a little bit and see how that feels for a second there's going to be like a real weird feeling like whoa maybe you'll feel cold maybe the room's too cold or you'll feel uncomfortable or think how long it's been since your ass touched a rock right how long has it been since you felt a warm rock <laughs> touching your ass yeah it might for some people have never happened right but at one point theoretically it did in the evolutionary cycle of our species that was what it felt like to sit down in the day if on the a, sun was out yeah on a regular which sounds more fun to me anyway well it depends on the rock i guess that's true lava no lava thanks rock, yeah gravel yeah sandstone yeah, yeah that works. great perfect pyramid cool. marble bricks. might be a little cold but. marble yeah but you know maybe it would heat up over time but yeah similarly that kind of contact with the elements yeah uh is a, a sort of like you know, I'm I'm so excited because I have a, a a child coming. And, yeah. Uh, and do I, we know a date? Uh, well, yes. We're uh, this week. It's next going to happen this week, Monday. Oh, tax deduction this year. <laughs> all right, that's on. No, no, no. I mean, hey, the other stuff else, is good. Someone else told me that. <laughs> someone else told $2, me two thousand dollar credit. Okay. Um. The so, uh, well, it's been amazing. I've always loved my wife's breasts. But it's been amazing watching the way her nipples are changing because a right. pregnant woman, the nipples are like a bullseye for the baby. Right. right. So they start getting um, bigger and darker. So the child knows where to, to suckle. Go. Right. Yeah. And so this has been a really cool thing to uh, witness uh, that, that kind of bullseye. Similarly, the elements, you know, the fundamental aspects of reality, uh, these are almost like a bullseye that has been placed into the universe or exists in the universe, you could say. And it's right in front of everybody all the time in the way that a wonderful nipple is right in front of a baby <laughs> all right. the time. It's right there. But the baby has built in this thing called the rooting response is what it's called. So the baby has built in this ability to find the nipple and suckle at the nipple and get food. Right. Humans similarly have a rooting response even an adult human it's just the rooting response is not for the mother's milk so much as a fundamental connection with the universe right and so the problem is that we are having a latching problem these days as it's called <laughs> with a baby which is that uh humans aren't finding latch they're not latching to what is real and so they're, mm. they're instead of finding a nice nipple they find all these synthetic nipples and then they put their mouths on the synthetic nipple and they suckle at absolutely nothing and they feel so hungry. Right. Have you ever heard my my wife, she was a nanny, so when a baby's crying, she knows different types of cries. Wow. And she can say, oh, that baby's hungry. On TV, like if a baby's crying, that's a hungry baby. She gets upset. Wow. Uh, once this hungry baby was crying and it made her nipple, it made her start producing milk. Wow. Isn't that miraculous? That's wild. And, and, uh, 
Similarly, we have a lot of hungry babies going around these days. We do. And they're so hungry. And, and, and they're frustrated because the nipples that they've been sucking on, there's no milk there. No. But they're looking around this crazy masquerade party. And it seems like one of the games that's going down now is that we suckle at imaginary nipples and pretend that we're full when we're right. not. No, I, that's so funny. I think that the U.S. is very oral. Very oral. Uh, 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 I got to get that's vaping. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, vaping joints, yep. cigars, you know, definitely. It's, it's always something that you're putting in your mouth. It's like coffee, always yeah. some kind of slurping or drinking or something. sucking or suckling or pulling in. And this is like, man, I um, <clears throat> had one of the most wonderful doctor experiences, believe it or not, of my life. <laughs> wow. You know, to get back to the original topic of, of curiosity and the fear of curiosity i've been very doctor phobic you know and and going to a doctor because i've i've had cancer mm -hmm. it's can be it's quite traumatic because like you know I, I went i went to the doctor thinking yeah it's probably is nothing and it wasn't nothing it was, it was something. something and so ever so that produced a period of time in my life where i became like um uh path i don't want to well, it's a kind of it's it's a little pathetic to think that the doctor is what's getting you that gets you sick. The doctor right. is what heals you. In fact, right. if you think doctors get you sick, you're in a lot of trouble. Right. So uh, recently I went to the doctor and I had a full analysis done. I, you know, everything, all the scans, uh, because it had been five years since my diagnosis. And uh, this is after that with testicular cancer. You still have to get you still always should check. You always have to make sure. But five years is like after that it's a good thing you know it's like it's statistically five years is a nice place to find out that you don't have cancer any cool. time is a nice it's always place. good it's never a good time always... but no you do <laughs> but it was so it was a, a bit of an of a sort of intense doctor visit and i'm fine but one thing that he did uh discover was that i had a vitamin d deficiency mm. now I had been experiencing this terrible backache for a, a, quite some time. <clears throat> and uh, I started looking up like vitamin D deficiencies. And one of the symptoms is a backache. Wow. And there had been a period where I thought I'd just been drinking water. Well, maybe I'm dehydrated or maybe it's this or that or this or that. But I started taking vitamin D and my back stopped hurting. Wow. And it was miraculous. It's like, holy shit, medicine, it works. Oh my God, look at this. This actually works. The pain went away. So I think that's the symptom of this oral fixation that, that, that you mentioned is that people have this kind of deficiency. Mm -hmm. They're missing something and they feel that they're missing something and they know that they're missing something. And so they're like, it's very sad because it's like if you saw puppies and they were going around suckling on fake nipples right oh my god it would be it would be a real it would be a really sad you they would play that oh. in the arms of an angel <laughs> puppies all over the country are sucking on fake nipples and they're hungry and they're hungry for only 20 dollars a month you could save them yeah give them yeah. a real nipple that's right yeah that's it, exactly but yeah well you know it's funny i to tie it to money i think a lot of people spend to fix that oral fixation as well. Right. People are spending because oh, I feel better if I go out and spend money. Mm. I don't, I'm not going to look at the, 
mm. impact on my bank account. I'm just going to, I know people that like, yeah, I just feel better if I go out and spend a hundred bucks. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, yes. Right. The, 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 so in that case, it's like, uh, you're hungry. You're hungry. And, and to distract yourself from the hunger, I've, I've, I don't know if you've ever seen this before, but, um, I saw in some movie. I don't even know if it works or if it's true. It seems so depressing, but I think someone put river stones in their mouth when they're to like just to salivate or something to like help create some sense. Or uh, maybe if you were hungry and you decided to chew gum or something like that, right? It would distract you from the hunger, but it wouldn't solve the problem of the hunger. You'd still be hungry. You'd still be hungry. So in this case, the spending people. Are and this also happens uh, with food too. People who aren't hungry have they eat, and because they they have this every once in a while they make contact with this kind of like aching sense, this feeling of which is mostly known as suffering. Yeah. And so then they're like, "How do I stop this? Right. Oh, maybe I'll go buy a car. Maybe I'll buy a new computer." Maybe I'll go eat at Pinkberry, maybe, you know, and then, and then, and then of course there's the manifestation of maybe I'll send a tweet and then I'll look at the tweet and then I'll see what people say about the tweet. And in all of these cases, we have pretty much the identical thing, which is a form of chewing gum, right? Still hungry, but distracted. Right. But I got 50 likes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think that's, I think we're all just looking and we're just not owning it. That that's what we're looking for. That's right. I mean, how embarrassing to admit that I want to have impact or that I'm lonely or that I want connection or mm-hmm. that I have some basic needs. And what if somebody says no? What if everybody says no? Mm. Like, what if I reach out and everybody's like, yeah. But again, if you're reaching out, so, so this is, so this is, so in, so now it's like, okay, wait, I think something's fishy here. I'm getting this feeling that it's not working. Now mm-hmm. you hear this a lot in uh, 12 step groups. People right. will talk and say the drugs just stopped. It just didn't work anymore. Right. Right. So, and, and similarly, uh, someone who is fame addicted or wealth addicted or sex addicted or um, addicted to the idea of being a hero addicted right. to the idea of having impact addicted to the idea of of, of really m- making a ripple in the great pond of reality right so a person in that situation maybe at some point they start realizing this isn't working right my pattern does not seem to they're actually there if it and, and if you follow whatever the thing is that you like to do like uh video let's say video game addict for example right. uh if you just sort of start watching yourself from the beginning of playing, turning on the video game, playing the video game, you'll notice that the, within the video game, that really nothing is changing about your internal state other than right. a kind of diffused, numb sort of condition is right. appearing. But really nothing's happening. So once you start noticing that, the video game stops working because right. the trick doesn't work anymore. You were playing a trick on yourself and now it doesn't work. So now you're in trouble because here was a thing that was, was so protecting you. Yes. Protecting yeah. you, distracting you really. Yeah. And so, yeah. So in, in these situations, this, um, um, this quality of, uh, realizing that it's not working anymore for a lot of people, this is, uh, 
this looks like the scream that Munch. I think that's how you say his name, Edward Munch. You know that painting mm -hmm. where the guy's yeah. hands are on his face yeah. and he's going, oh, yeah. It looks like that, yeah. Because in that place where nothing is working anymore, there's only a kind of naked contact with right. the reality of what you are. So in that situation, now it's like, okay, well, it wasn't it wasn't money, and it wasn't the things I could buy with money. So now in this, I'm going to start reaching out to people. Mm -hmm. Now we get into our relationship. So now right. we find a person and the person says to us, I love you so much. And we say to the person, I love you so much. But really all that's happening is two screaming people <laughs> are now screaming together <laughs> silently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, and this is called possessive love. Yeah. And so, so, and you, and it, within that you, many of us have experienced the inevitable point where that stops working. Right. And you both start screaming together. Right. And then at that moment, you'll look at each other and, and, and say, who are you? I don't even know you. Right. And well, and really, this is like what might happen if you were wearing someone as a mask and they were wearing you as a mask. <laughs> yeah. And that's a real confusing condition. So yeah, here we are again. The scream, the ache, the suffering, nothing has been solved right now what right now do you get curious yeah and start to actually know yourself or do you find a new distraction well you probably try to find a new distraction and in fact that's where it gets really confusing because even the idea of the exploration of the self can become a distraction so the right. next step might be that you start buying books on spirituality you start buying self-help books you start uh, getting into systems and frameworks and analysis patterns so that you can begin to understand who you are you go to a psychologist you start quote working on yourself and right. that's great because within this is wonderful. It would be much better to be working on yourself than to say, be it some, uh, I don't know, nightclub, puffing on cigars, shoving money into, into, into strippers fucking uh, wallets and getting hammered. But, what, but at what point, though, is exploring ourselves and getting to know ourselves, what part, when does it become narcissistic? And self-indulgent, you know, I mean, I think there's a, a bit of a balance. Well, at some point you might realize that the, if you use the very ridiculous example of someone hanging out with strippers, you might begin, several. you might begin to realize <laughs> that suddenly the condition of sitting and gazing in awe, like erotic joy or the sense of power, looking at a stripper, you, 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 you begin to realize that like, Actually, that this this potentially this this thing that you're looking for could be accessed without a stripper pole and without an, a nightclub and in fact without a stripper and in fact right. and so then you start peeling things away, peeling and 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 peeling away until you come to back to the scream you come back to the suffering. Right. And now if you can be with that suffering, now your ass is on a rock. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it actually feels good. 
<laughs> well, that's the that's the thing. Is suddenly suddenly you realize like, wait a minute, this thing, this scream, this this though th- though this this thing I've been trying to like distract myself from is not what you might call pleasant. Right. Right. It's not what you might call unpleasant. You realize, wait, this isn't really quite what I thought it was at all. Right. Now you're looking at the thing itself and you're beginning to sit with the thing itself and to watch the thing itself as it unfolds in the moment within you. And one, so within that you can start, you could, you could maybe, uh, ascribe things to it. One of the things you might ascribe to it is it's powerful, right? It's real. It's real. It's unbreakable. Maybe it would be something you, in the same way that if you were sitting on top of a obsidian mountain and you're at the very top and your naked ass is sitting against that obsidian mountain, you're not going to break it. It's, it's unbreakable. It is a place where it can no longer be broken. And then in that place, suddenly you realize that you were kind of running away from a fundamental quality, a kind of fundamental groundedness, which is why people say, I'm grounded. He seems very grounded, you know? Right. Right. So you're running away from the ground, so to speak. And by the way, if you're running away from the ground, you're in trouble because you need the ground to run. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But that's a lot for some people. That's too much to tolerate. What's that? To feel all of that, like to go through everything to bring you back to the rock. Right. Mm. To feel the scream, then to go from the scream, go through all the cycles that you just talked about and then come back to the rock. Some that's a lot for some people to tolerate. Like it requires staying. Yeah. Yes. And, 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 and it requires this very sad thing, which is called a delusion, right. which is you have to delude yourself into thinking that there's a choice. So if you can trick yourself into thinking that there is some alternative to sitting on the rock. Well, in that place, there's a kind of imaginary kind of bearing the suffering because you've tricked yourself into thinking the suffering has stopped. But the reality is that no matter where you run, Mm -hmm. the ground is at your feet. Right. There you are. And there isn't an escape. There's no escape hatch. There's no way out. There's no way out. You can't get out of it. You are 100% fundamentally in the situation that you're in and there is and it's an inextricable situation so this is why sometimes the term hopelessness gets used in the positive because uh when you realize that you are in a hopeless situation there's a a kind of relaxation that might happen at that moment yeah because then you've surrendered yeah and i think it's about surrendering yeah, yeah, that's good. Surrender is 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 a great way to put it. And and uh surrender in the uh Sanskrit term actually sometimes gets mistranslated, but what it means is to take shelter. Mm. So and, and, and it so it gets compared surrender gets compared to like sitting under a shady tree or 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 another way to put it would be the feeling you have when you're being held by your mother <laughs> as an infant. And for some people that's a tough uh that's a that's a tough one because maybe they have a difficult relationship. And <laughs> yeah, so, I was going to say your mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, you'd be uh, in a, in a zombie movie. I'm right. afraid, but exactly. The, oh. uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> but but the the uh, so surrender is a great word, but but it gets confused in our. There's so many things that get confused in our in our particular culture that is sounding not great. Hopelessness, surrender, and emptiness. These three words for many people are like the, the like not great. Well, I'll never give up. I'll never surrender. Yeah. I'll never surrender. Hope tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> there's always tomorrow. You know. And of course, what's the last thing you want for your bank account to be empty? Empty. Oh shit. Oh. I gotta have lots of money. Yeah. So in this case, or an empty stomach, or an empty yeah. glass. Or an empty house. Right. What do they call it? Empty house syndrome. The children have gone and now we're in our empty house. We can't be fulfilled. Yeah. So so these these three concepts in our culture are actually really difficult concepts and people really don't like them. But in reality, wow, they are the key ingredients yeah. to getting your ass on that rock to taking your mask off at the masquerade party, I would say. And boy, what a joy that is if you've been wearing a pair of fucking uncomfortable pants and a uh, heavy mask. Yeah. Duncan Trussell and I were in the middle of an amazing conversation before we realized time went over. But the conversation was just too good to end. Join me and Duncan as we continue our conversations on money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges on my next podcast. 